Let's talk about sex. Let's talk about top of the mountain sex. To me, top of the mountain sex is when my partner and me come at the same time. But that rarely happens. And it rarely happens because there's an orgasm gap. We all know it. Women take a little bit longer to come than guys. But I have the solution to that problem. And it's my sponsor, Promescence Delay Spray, which also now comes in a wipe. Promescence Delay Spray is not just for guys with PE. It's for any guy that wants to last a little bit longer in bed without having to worry about lasting longer in bed. And that's because it doesn't transfer to your partner and it's not going to totally numb you out. And for your partner, Promescent has all kinds of products for them too. I use their warming gel. That's my personal fave. I also use their supplement, Vitaflux. It's for both men and women, and it's going to make you hornier. They also sell lube and condoms. They have everything you need for a really fun, hot night of SEX. And today, just for listening to this show, I'm going to give you 15% off your first order. That's 15% off your first order. All you need to do is go to delayspray.com and use my coupon code strictly anon15. That's strictly anon15. Use it at delayspray.com for 15% off your first order or just go in the description, click on the link and 15% will be automatically applied at checkout. Thanks Promescent for sponsoring this episode. Welcome to the Strictly Anonymous Podcast. Conversations with online strangers. We place ads online. Craigslist is definitely the gift that keeps on giving. Real people respond. You go to Singapore or Thailand. You can't not do it. The temptation is just too much. Real problems. Does your friend know that you're banging her? No, he has no idea. And anything goes. Motto of the show, let your Greek flag fly. Probably the only good advice I'll ever give you is to rehide your whips and chain. Here is your host, Kathy. Hey. Welcome to the Strictly Anonymous Podcast with Kathy. If you want to follow the show at Strict uh, on t- Instagram or Twitter, follow my show at Strict Anonymous. If you love my show, give me a five-star review and even write a really nice review. Those reviews really help the show. Uh, what else? Uh, I'm trying to keep my intro short. So, uh, you know, I've been putting out two episodes a week. But I'm thinking of doing three episodes and Fridays are going to be themed. It's going to be Fetish Fridays where I am going to post all my episodes uh, uh, featuring callers that have specific fetishes. Let me know what you think about that. If you're on YouTube, comment below, send me an email. If you want to be on the show, this is a call and advice show where I talk to total strangers about all kinds of things. If you want to call in, send me an email. Tell me a little bit about what you want to talk about. Email is strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com. Today I have on Gemma and Bob. Now Gemma and Bob are calling all the way from Spain. Now they didn't always live in Spain. They just like packed up and moved there a couple years ago. And after they moved there, Gemma found out some interesting things about Bob and then they started to have conversations and then they opened up their relationship. And then before you know it, they were having threesomes with other men. They've tried threesomes with women. They talk about what they like about the threesomes with men, what they don't like about the threesomes with women. They've been with couples. They've been at swingers parties. She didn't really like swingers parties. And she explains why she didn't like. They weren't really swingers parties. Maybe they were swingers clubs. Why she didn't like the swingers 
club. This is what I love about doing my show. I could talk to a million open relationship couples or, you know, a hot wife couples and uh, get a different angle and a different viewpoint from each one. And, uh, and that's what's fascinating. I loved Gemma and Bob. Okay. They are, uh, you know, in their 50s. Gemma's like in her late 50s. And wait until you see the pictures of them. They do not disappoint. You will not believe it. And these are current pictures of them. If you want to see those pictures, join my Patreon. It's only $3 a month. You get to see pictures of mostly all my guests, all the women especially, send in pics, uh, as well as get these episodes early on Friday, as well as ad-free, which is good because I have a lot of sponsors now. So go over to Patreon. It's not going to stay $3 for long. Everyone that's uh, signed up for three will be locked in, but soon it's going to be five. So if you want to sign up for $3 a month, you're also supporting my show, which is really, uh, I really appreciate that. <laughs> sign up for Patreon, patreon.com slash strictly anonymous podcast. The link is in the description below. But anyway, Gemma and Bob are great. I love them. They're like a ray of sunshine. They're just people who are living life uh, and uh, you know, life short. So I, uh, I think it's fucking great what they're doing. I think, you know, there's nothing better than changing it up at any time. I mean, to me, as long as you're alive, why not do something new? And that's what Gemma and Bob are here to say. And what they did new, you know, by opening the relationship only helped their relationship. It strengthened their relationship on all levels and they talk all about it. So I'm going to be right back on with Gemma and Bob. This is the Strictly Anonymous podcast. Hey Gemma, welcome to the Strictly Anonymous podcast. How are you today over in Spain? Can I say that you're in Spain? I could cut that out I'm, if you want. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, everything is great in Spain. Yeah, did you and your husband? Everything's better in Spain. It is. Did you and your husband like? I mean, you you don't sound like you're from Spain, right? Were you guys U.S. citizens and then you just like left and went to Spain to live it up? Yes, basically, yeah. Twelve years ago, and never looked back. Never looked back, and will never go back. Interesting. But let's start off with like what you do in Spain. I mean, and did you start all your shenanigans, like all your swinging and open relationships up in Spain? Or were you doing that here in the States beforehand? Nope, only in Spain. So tell me what happened. Yep. Like, tell, Start from the beginning of the story. Like, why did you guys go there? And then when did things start changing in your sex life? Well, we've been together 26 years. Mm hmm. Um, we've worked together, we've played together, um, 24 mm seven, -hmm. we're best friends and we decided to leave America because we just wanted a different life. And so we packed everything up. We lived on the East coast. We decided to head, actually, we went to um, Portugal first mm -hmm. and we lived, we lived in Portugal for five years and then decided to head to Spain for a little bit of a different life. Mm -hmm. And so about five years ago, I mean, our sex life has always been really good, very right. open. We're not jealous of each other. We're not jealous if we look and talk about other people. But my husband out of the blue says to me, you know, I've been like checking these, these, this app out called field. Mm -hmm. And it's like, it's like finding a threesome. And I was like, okay, 
um, tell me a little bit more. Right. And he approached it with me and he, he kind of, you know, said, I was thinking about maybe we could like do something like that. And I was like, huh? Right. I never, it, I, it never even crossed my mind. Had you guys and, like, though, like, cause you said your, your sex life was really great and everything. Had you guys yeah. fantasized or role played that? Sure. Those kind absolutely. Of, right. Okay. Yes. That's what I was thinking. Always. Mm-hmm. We've always fantasized. We always talked about things, you know, during sex and, you know, so for me, I never thought that that was any different. I yeah. just, you know, it was just like, yeah, it's super fun. Yeah. You yeah, know? yeah. Mm-hmm. But then he, he brings this up and I was like, oh. Yeah, let let me hear more. Yeah. And then he kind of confesses to me that when he was maybe, what, Bruce, 19, he was with another man. Oh. And and he had never told me. And we were together for 22 years. Yeah, that's pretty major. Yeah, I was like, wait, what? Yeah. But it was not like, it was only just oral sex. Mm Mm-hmm. And it was only a couple times, mm-hmm. and he was just really curious about it. And I said, you know, he was just, I think he was afraid to tell me because he didn't know what I would, you know, how I would react. And I was just like, yeah, I think it's cool. Like, who cares? It's just a body, you right. know? Like, mm-hmm. I don't know, maybe if, if it was two years into our relationship, I would have been like a little freaked out. But after 22 years, I was like, yeah, so what? It, it doesn't matter to me. That's great so, that you say that because I have to tell you, I've always felt like it's the exact opposite in that like if you go in straight up like this is who I am, it's one, it's easy. Like, I mean, a lot of people may not accept it, but you know, if someone knows up front before they know you, sometimes it's easier to confess something like that. Whereas I feel like if you haven't, I this is what I've always thought but you're proving me wrong that if you have known someone for so long and they've never told you something, it's so much scarier revealing because the person might be like, what the fuck? You know, it's like, uh, you're a totally different person. I don't know. And, but you're here to say that like for you, it, you had known him, you trusted him. Like you said, your best friend. So you were just totally fine with it. I think that that's a great PSA to people out there. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. I mean, what he did before, it doesn't, it doesn't freak me out at all. Yeah, that's great. And I think that if I was insecure and our relationship wasn't stable, mm-hmm. maybe I would have felt different. But it was also like, like so long ago. I mean, look, I'm 58. He's yeah. 52. He yeah. did this when he was 17 years old. I'm not going to think he's a terrible person. Right. I mean, it's just what happened back then. Mm-hmm. So he brings that up like a little bit kind of like, I think I might be a little bisexual. Um, how do you feel about that? And he was so nervous. And I was like, it's totally fine. You know, mm-hmm. whatever. No big deal. So we start playing on this app. So, and it was really super fun for both of us. I mean, it like brought our sex life to a different level, even though we weren't with anybody yet. We were just chatting with these people and like sending photos and, and talking dirty to them. And it made our communication better and it made our sex life better. It was super fun. I mean, trust me, we lived in the middle of the countryside. So for us, it was like, it was like a fun thing to do in the evening. Right. And now were you, were you guys both rapping with like women and men? Like, cause you know, he was getting his no. bisexual thing going down. So it was men that you guys it were was, talking to? It was mostly men. Okay. Because I'm not interested in women mm-hmm. and I really wasn't, I wasn't interested in having like a threesome with another woman. Yeah. I was more interested in like two guys. Right. And if they want to play with me and my husband, then I was totally cool with it. Okay. Awesome. So, Mm -hmm. 
we're playing around. And then we decided, well, there wasn't much action going on like where we lived. So why don't we like change our location and maybe fly to a different city? So we tried Paris. Oh, okay. And I swear to God, our phones like blew up. (laughs) We had something like 200 messages in like three hours. Wow. It was like, holy shit. Yeah. (laughs) And we were like, this is super fun. Let's go to Paris and have a fun weekend. So we had two contacts that we had been talking with for maybe like a month, like Mm -hmm. back and forth. And it was really fun. So we're like, okay, we're going to be in Paris on these days. We're all ready to go. And like the day before we go, one of them is like, I can't do it. Oh, interesting. He's like, I'm, I'm having problems. I'm not really sure I can perform. Okay. I was <laughs> like, okay, we'll see ya. Yeah, yeah. I got two. I got 198 <laughs> other guys in yeah. line. <laughs> and so we decided to meet up with this other guy who it was really fun and really cool. So we get there, we call him up. He says the exact same thing. I'm really nervous. I don't think I can do this. I've never done this before. Yeah, these are all like newbie people. I don't think I can do this. I've never done this before. I'm like, well, neither have we. This is is our first time too. So we finally convince him. And so we meet at a restaurant. We were all soup. All of us were so nervous. But then it was kind of cool. It was really like exciting. So we bring him back to our Airbnb and, you know, it Could was like. Can I ask like, you a quick question? Sorry. Are, yeah. are you doing these both guys at the same time or is this two separate occasions? No, it was the same weekend. Okay. So, all right. So both of them chickened out at first, but then you talked <laughs> both of them into going. No, we only talked one of them. Okay, okay. The okay. other one was too nervous and said he probably couldn't perform. Okay, cool. So, so we're like, okay, bye-bye. Right. The second guy that was nervous, you you talked him into we're nervous too. He said, okay, you guys go yeah. out to dinner and then you guys go home together? And then we invite him back mm-hmm. and then there we are. Like, okay, there's my husband sitting next to me and on the other side, there's his name on the app, which was Crazy Pony. <laughs> okay. Give me a little like yeah. give me a little visual for Crazy Pony. I mean, what about him did you guys like? What was his he age? Was, what did he look like? Did he have a big dick? Like what were you guys looking for and what was it about him that you liked and could you explain? Well, first of all, I love that he was really funny. Mm-hmm. And he made me laugh. Yeah. And it was super easy talking with him. He was very handsome, good looking. He was probably 27. Okay. And at the time I was 53. Mm-hmm. Um, which I don't look my age. You don't so sound your helps. age. Listen, I'm going to change your voice. So you're going to sound <laughs> older, but I'm, I'm going to tell everyone right now, you sound like you're 24. You probably read that way too. I could just tell it's like your vibe, you know, you're not, you don't, you don't have the energy of, you know, your age. Yeah, I'm a 58 year old. Yeah, no, yeah, no, not, not at, at all. all. You, I could just tell you're, yeah, young at heart. And obviously, like you say, you look better for your age, right? Alert or younger for your age. So yeah. this guy's 27. He's super yeah. good looking. Like every woman out there, you liked his personality. He was funny. That goes a long way. Good news. Strictly Anonymous Podcast is looking for people to call into the show. So if you lead an interesting, naughty secret life that you want to talk about while remaining anonymous or not anonymous, if you're out and proud, that's cool too. 
send me an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com. That's strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com. Or go to my website, strictlyanonymouspodcast.com and click on be on the show. If you have a short confession that you want to get off your back, call my confessions hotline, 347-420-3579. That's 347-420-3579. You could call that number 24-7. I change all the voices on the confessions too, so you remain anonymous. The number, the website, and the email address will all be in the description. And yeah, w- mm-hmm. so there's Mister. What's his name? What was what was his name on the app? Crazy Pony. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, how can you not love that name, right? Yeah, yeah. There you go. So you, Crazy Pony, and your got your husband are there. What happens that first night in your well, first experience? Well, it was. I mean, it was weird because I really wasn't sure what I was supposed to do. Like, because mm-hmm. you know, I mean, I'm the chicken here, so I just started kissing him and my husband's like sitting next to me and touching me and it was super hot. Mm -hmm. I mean, I didn't feel weird. I didn't feel embarrassed. I didn't feel, um, shy. I felt really comfortable, but I will say afterwards, my husband's like, you kind of like spent a lot of time like focusing on him and you kind of have to go back and forth, my love. You know, it's like, <laughs> I was like, well, it's my first time. I'm not sure what to do. Yeah, I was going to ask, like, did you guys like sort of talk it out of like what you should do or not do or how it was going to go? But you guys are so close. I guess you just like lear- you learned as you went. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And mm-hmm. then, um, you know, then I started taking off my husband's clothes. I started taking off his clothes. They started taking off my clothes. Mm-hmm. And then he's chickened out. What? Wait, wait, wait. Before yes. anything went down? Seriously. Wait, before anything went down? After, yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I kissed him. He kissed me back. I did oral sex on my husband and him. And then he freaked out and he said, I have, I broke up with my girlfriend like six months ago and I think I love her. (laughs) Swear to God. (laughs) Oh my God. Are you serious? Was he rock hard or was he like having issues with that? Like, was he turned on physically? Yes. Mm -hmm. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. But he was like, I can't do this because I I realized that I really love her. (laughs) We were like, okay, so now we're marriage counselors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And let me, quick question. Was this guy supposed, like, by, was he, was it set up that he was also going to be with your husband? No. Okay. No, Mm -hmm. it was just, it was just me. Okay. Mm -hmm. I mean, since it was so new with my husband and I doing this, we didn't really kind of focus into the bisexual with the first one. It was just like a threesome with all of us participating together and we'll see how it goes, but it never really went that way. So crazy pony was pony was very sad and crazy pony left. So uh, that night my husband goes and he opens up field again and there's like 200 more messages for us. Yeah. He finds this one guy, Pierre, and he starts talking He's super handsome, super fun, super cool. He's like, you want to meet tomorrow? He's like, yeah, I'm up for it. Mm-hmm. So the next night we meet this guy at a bar, have a great time, have a couple drinks, bring him back to our Airbnb. And we had like the most amazing, super hot sex 
that we've had in a long time. And this was five years ago, and we're still really good friends with him and see him a lot. Wow. But it, in Paris, I, I mean, does he just come? Does he fly there? You fly there? Because you're yes. not home, right? Okay. Both. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we saw him. He was bisexual. My husband had a good time. I had a great time. He was... Kathy, by the way, just I'm, I'm, I'm listening and just letting Elisa talk, but... I'm free for questions. Yeah, I lo- no, I love it. Why don't you, yeah, jump in whenever you want. We could do it like that, pass the phone okay. back and forth. Absolutely. Cool. Yeah, we're just sharing headphones, so. No, I love that. Wait, so cool. you're, let's call you Bob. Bob, um, was it, like, really amazing for you, especially because this was their first time being with a guy after so many years and all this time, you know, keeping it inside that you might be bi and that you were obviously probably on some level attracted to men, but you hadn't lived that out in so long since you were 17? Um, you know, for me, it was more, it was more that came out because we had opened up our communication about wanting to explore having sex with other people and so the bisexual thing kind of just came out of that conversation. It wasn't like my super focus. It was, right. I was much more excited about sharing my wife with someone else and having that experience. That was definitely more of the focus for sure. Yeah. That's interesting. Okay. Yeah. So that, so anyway, it was, it was amazing. And, uh, you know, I think it kind of exceeded our expectations. We were, we were both like, well, we'll see what happens. And it was incredible and blew our minds and uh yeah so that was the first experience anyway mm-hmm. that was six years ago and you still see that guy and everything went down everybody fooled around with everybody right that's what you said yes yeah any act okay so then it's like one o'clock in the morning and he lives outside of paris and he's like my train isn't running anymore mm-hmm. we're like okay he's like do you care if i stay on the couch <laughs> We're like, no, no problem. I was kind of like, I mean, you know, we had set up some boundaries and rules and we were talking about different scenarios and it's certainly not in the picture was like, he's going to spend the night, but I don't know. It's, it's Europe and it just, you know, the poor guy was like, what am I going to do? Just kick him out on the street. And so I was like, yeah, cool. And after we were all done, we hung out a little bit and he crashed on the couch and we went in the bed and. I think I slept a little bit, but, you know, I'm not sure. I was like, uh, but um, he was super nice. And the next morning he got up and we had coffee and breakfast and he left and it was great. Yeah, that's awesome. And then that night we were supposed to leave mm-hmm. and we oh, missed our train. Day. Well, yeah, the next day we were supposed to go back and we missed our train. So we had to spend another night. So we sent him a message and he's like, come over. So we went over to his house. Mm-hmm. How old was he? Do you remember? Um, 29. Yeah. Right. Okay. And so he must have been a single guy if you went over to his house, correct? He wasn't like yep. married? Yeah, he was or... a single guy. Mm-hmm. Nope. Single guy, player in Paris. Just, mm-hmm. you know, super cool. Um, easy to get along with. Easy to talk to. We had great conversations, too. You know, I mean, it was... It was really interesting because we would all, we would fool around and we'd have some fun and then we'd stop and we were all smokers and we'd go, we'd stop, we'd put some music up, different music, go to the window, have a cigarette, mm-hmm. you know, stand there naked, talk to each other, go back, have some more rounds. <laughs> I mean, it was so casual. It was like, it kind of blew our minds, like how, how free and easy it was. You right. Know? Yeah, that is interesting, especially because it was the first time. 
I know. Yeah. Well, yeah, because crazy, crazy pony didn't, you know. Okay, so that guy go. So that's your first guy, right? Yeah, that's our first guy. And then do you go back to fields and just like keep hook, like keep meeting more? You know what happens from there? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm also really picky. So, I mean, my husband is the one that does all the conversations. Mm-hmm. He screens everybody. He has conversations with them. Right. And then after he feels comfortable, he lets me see everything. And I'm very quick to judge. Like, that guy's fake. That guy's not real. I'm not attracted. I'm not interested. So he's like, nope, nope, nope. I would say one out of 40 or 400. Or 400 I'm interested in. I get that. And I'd probably be the same way, and I think most women would. Like, I, yeah, I think, I mean, you know. There has to be a connection. Yeah, yeah. It's different for women. We're not, it's not just visual. Yeah. So I totally no. understand that, and that makes sense. So let me ask you this. What do you look for in the guys, like, physically? Besides, like, that connection, right? Say there's that connection. Is it... And maybe it's just like it's just the connection, then whatever comes with that is okay. Or is there anything specific like about a guy physically that you really dig that you look for? Well, both of us, my husband and I are in like really good shape. Okay. So for me, they have to be in good shape. They've Mm -hmm. got to take care of themselves. They've got to be, I mean, I have to be, they have to be pleasant to look at. Right. Um, So that's kind of the first thing. I don't care if, if he's hung like a horse, mm-hmm. um, you know, it, for me, size isn't like, it's not always better if it's bigger. So yeah. that doesn't like the dick pic I could like really care less about. <laughs> All right. Um, and I really like, I like it when it's not like the second picture that they send. Right. You Cause know, you like, want, here's my penis. Right, because you're looking for that connection. Now, why don't you put Bob on the phone? I want to hear how he interviews them and, like, what he what he talks to the guys about. Do you want to explain, Bob? Like, Well, I mean, typically they want to know, like, um, you know, what, what we want, what we're looking for. And I just tell them that we're, we're a married couple, we're happily married, and that we just have this kind of naughty side where we like to have threesomes, mm-hmm. particularly with guys. And... Um, explain kind of what we're into. And you know, I just, I'm looking for somebody that can like hold a conversation. And the second question isn't like, does she do DP? You know, like, right. That's a quick, like, that's a quick no. And, and then it just kind of seems if it feels like it's genuine and they're asking the right questions and they're interested in what she wants and what I'm looking for and stuff like that, that's how it sort of progresses basically. Right. Now, so I was going to ask you if she did DP. I guess I <laughs> is that a bad question to ask? Has no, she not ever? at all. Trust me, yeah. I've answered it. I've, I've answered it or refused it, like to answer that like a million times. Yeah. Um. Yeah. We we have done that. We have done that. But I would say that's not like her favorite thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So it's sort of like it's. I mean, it's maybe happened once or twice. Um. Mm-hmm. But it's sort of not high on the list of like things that um that she likes so well i think for me when pe- when the guys are like oh does she do dp yeah it's like okay how much how many you know pornos have you you know have you seen yeah you know how many videos have you seen and and i think because a lot of the guys are in their 20s mm-hmm. and i find that so many of them think sex is what they see on 
a, a porno video. Yeah, and I it's think that's so not. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it's like that's not what women I want. I don't want someone to come all over my face. That's not <laughs> uh, a thrill of mine. Yeah, I was just talking. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, it's like, it's like guys. It's like it's that's not sex. That's mm-hmm. not what women like. And right. I think what's really sad is a lot of the younger guys think that that's what it's all about. And so I have to just educate them a little bit that no. So really educate, yeah, and if they're like, "Oh, well, my, my girl, like my girl loves that," I'm like, "Well, your girl's wrong because." Most or maybe of us she, don't like that, right? Or maybe <laughs> listen, or like, there's a chance that the girl does like it, or maybe she, you know, is saying it because she's your girl and she wants you to think she likes right. it. But like, why don't you educate people now and tell them like, what is it that you? like and how is your sex different than a porno like what are the things that you like to do when you're having these threesomes with these guys well I mean I think for me I love going down on guys Mm -hmm. it's super sexy but I have no interest in them taking their hand and putting it behind my head and like pushing (laughs) me down of course that is a drag you know like yeah nobody wants that I mean okay let me let me okay some people may really want that I don't want that Mm -hmm. um I like I like foreplay, you know. I like when when guys are great kissers, mm-hmm. um, and they kiss. You know, they want to kiss you and they want to like feel your body, and it's not just like bam, let's just get to business and you know, hey sister, suck my cock right now, and you know, it's like let's just play. Mm-hmm. I like playing around and getting to know each other's body and you know, slowly, gradually, you know, doing things and doing them longer and then get to the point where it's just like, you just want to have like someone to like bang you really hard. I mean, that's really fun for me. Right. But if you're going to start out with that no, you're probably going to lose me, you know? And I mean, yeah, every woman is different and everybody likes different things. But for me, that's what I like. I like playing around at first. I like getting to know their bodies. I like them to play around with me and then we like share and I like guys to like to care about when I'm going to have an orgasm. Mm-hmm. Not like, oh, wow, that was great, you know, or I'm going to come, I'm going to come. We'll just like stop then, <laughs> you know, let's, you know, take a break and let's like go back and, you know, have some more fun. And then you don't have to come in 15 minutes, you know, so it's like pace yourself. Right. And like, who takes the leads in these kinds of scenarios? Is it typically like, you know, it starts out like that first time where, you know, you guys meet the guys. I mean, how many different kinds of scenarios have you had since you, because you guys have been doing it now for five years. Yeah. Yeah. We probably, I mean, I don't know. We probably had like 20 or 25 different experiences with other guys. And by the way, we, when we started doing this, we did have, um, we did have two, experiences with single women and we also had two experiences with couples because we were like exploring our fantasies and but we we kind of just really found out that the dynamic of 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 two guys and a woman is what we it's just what we prefer you want to know what i'm currently obsessed with my new vibrator it's my new favorite vibrator and it's by mystery vibe and it's called the crescendo the award-winning world's most flexible vibrator that's going to hit you in all the right spots. And do you know why it's going to hit you in all the right spots? It's because it's bendable. And when I say bendable, I mean fully fucking bendable. Wait until you see it. 
The crescendo has six motors and they are divvied out throughout the whole vibrator, which means there are no dead zones like regular vibrators. There's also 16 different vibrations to choose from and there's an app that goes with it. So your partner can control it. And speaking of your partner, the crescendo is for him too. Okay, guys, it's fully bendable. So use your imagination. There's a reason why the crescendo has won over 20 international awards. And that's because it's one of a kind. I promise you, you are going to be as obsessed with it as I am. And today you're going to get 15% off. All you got to do is use my code strictly15 at mysteryvibe.com. That's strictly15 at mysteryvibe.com. And if you go now through December 1st, you have a couple days, you're going to get an additional 35% off. Okay. That's a total of 50% off. Go to mysteryvibe.com strictly15. Thank you, Mystery Vibe, for sponsoring this episode. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. Anyone who knows me or listens to this epi- this podcast knows I live for therapy and I totally believe in it. I've been in therapy at many different times in my life and I'm always pitching it to people who call into my show. The hardest part about therapy to me is finding the right therapist, but BetterHelp makes it super easy. All you have to do is fill out a questionnaire. BetterHelp will assess your needs and then match you with a licensed professional therapist in under 48 hours. BetterHelp is so committed to giving you great therapy that they make it not only easy, but also free to change therapists if you need to. And you might need to. Also, since it's all done online, professional therapists are available worldwide. So no matter where you're listening to my show, you can find a therapist. You can set up sessions as video chats, or if you don't want to see them to see you, you could do it over the phone. BetterHelp therapy is more affordable than traditional offline therapy and financial aid is available. Want someone to talk to? Join BetterHelp. And today, just for listening to my podcast, you're going to get 10% off your first month. All you have to do is go to betterhelp.com slash strictly. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash strictly for 10% off your first month, or just go into the description and click on the link. Thanks, BetterHelp, for sponsoring this episode. Um, so anyway, that didn't answer your question at all. But, no, but that's um, interesting. I didn't even think, I don't know why I didn't ask you that. I, I thought it was, I think maybe because she said that you guys like the other guy, but you did try it with another woman. Is that because, um, Gemma, you wanted to see him experience another woman and you thought maybe that would be hot for you? I mean, why did you guys try it out? No. Because he said, um, um, what was his quote? Um, <laughs> oh, shit. It was like, give, do one for the team. <laughs> well, because we, <laughs> seriously, because we had so many experiences with guys. Yeah. And he's like, you know, I want to be with another woman. Just, you know, do it for the team. Oh give my one God, for the team. Hilarious. I was like, okay. So uh, we met a woman and. She really wasn't interested in me, which was fine because I'm not into women. Mm-hmm. So it was okay. It didn't turn me on at all to watch him, like, have sex with her. Did it bother you, though? No, not okay. at all. Great. I wasn't, I wasn't jealous. It was just, okay, yeah, he's having sex with another woman. Right. And then we met another one who we're actually still friends with um, who was more interested in me. And she had never been with another woman wanted to try it out. And I was like, okay. And 
So she went down on me and it didn't really do anything for me. Mm-hmm. You know, I was just, you know, I mean, I, I tried to be, you know, cool about it, but it just wasn't, it wasn't for me. But then she was interested in, in my husband as well. So, you know, he, they had sex and yeah, that was kind of hot watching those two more because I liked her personality and I liked her, mm-hmm. but there was never any jealousy or anything. And then it, um, then we haven't been with just single women since. And that was a long time. It was maybe was, four years ago. Yeah. And then what yeah. about the couples? Well, the couple, um, the first couple that we were with, um, it was started out, you know, we were just all on the bed and we were all like sharing back and forth. And then the guy um, had problems like performing. So they had to stop and go home. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. um, I don't know. I think it was either their first time and it was hard to see for him to see his wife with someone else. I don't know. He had problems. Yeah. And the second time they were not really a, a married couple. They were just like a sex partner couple. Mm-hmm. And um, it was okay. It wasn't great. I don't like having sex in another room when my husband's in an, a, a different room than me. Mm-hmm. That doesn't turn me on at all. I like just being with my husband and he likes to watch me. And so we just kind of went back to just another, another guy. And that's just what works for us. Now, have you met a lot of people now in Spain? I know that you started off in Paris and you had so many more options over there. Do you have guys that you see where you are now? Yes. Yes. Um, I mean, there's not as many, obviously. But yeah, we've had had quite a few experiences here. And um, yeah, we always, I mean, there's been a lot of great ones. There's been a couple really bad ones. Um, and so, uh, it kind of made me a little more picky on mm-hmm. like, if you go out and we have a drink first, if I really don't feel it, I just have to say no and not make, I mean, it, I kind of felt a little guilty if we were out and I was like, no, this isn't going to work. So a couple times I said, yeah, it's okay. And it was a bad experience. And I need to just remember that if you don't feel it, you just got to be honest with the guy and say, I'm not feeling it. Yeah, I could see how that's uncomfortable for you because it's kind of like you 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 feel like you're insulting someone, you know. But, yeah, for sure. But then what? What's the alternative? You got to go and you know have sex with this person that you're not into at all. But you know, right, right, right. yeah. And it happened twice, mm-hmm. and I'm not ever going to do that again. Yeah, no, you know, that's I felt good. really. I just didn't feel good afterwards, you know. Because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. well, you didn't want to. But I think women we tend right. to be like pleasers. And you, Absolutely. Yeah. But you you don't do but that. But I think for us, the, mm-hmm. the funniest thing is like most of our encounters are guys under 30. Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. That's the pattern that, that I hear. Love older. They're like, they love older women. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. I mean, I'll just jump in and say that, um, you know, older guys tend to come with a lot of like baggage or, I mean, that's a bad word, but like... <laughs> They're more fi- they're more fixed in their ideas, or they're married, or who knows what. And guys that are in their like, I would say, but well, the youngest guy that we've been with, <laughs> who we saw several times, and we were kind of like, we joked that we were like his like sex coaches. He yeah. was twenty one when we when we first saw him. Mm-hmm. Um, but younger guys are just 
you know, I, I, for me personally, I feel like there's less threat of, of a, of a guy wanting to, I don't know, come in and, and be something like dominant or, you know, whatever they're like, they're just want to have fun and they're easygoing. And, and honestly, we just, we, we, most of our friends are younger than us and we just kind of vibe with those people better. And, and there's so many young guys that have the mill fantasy and they, they're, you know, they kind of want to learn. And for me, it's really important as the male partner in this to make the guys feel comfortable. And like, I, I'm really nice and cool and, and just kind of try to make them feel at ease. Mm -hmm. And so it's just, it's easier with younger guys. It just seems like much easier and less complicated. So have you guys try, had, like, what's the, cause now I know that, you know, you have this thing or you're into younger guys, but like, have you had any older guys or tried it at all ever? And were those like the bad situations? Yeah, yeah actually we, it was the guy I would, I would bet he was in his maybe early forties uh-huh. and, um, we met him up, met up with him at like a bar and just had some conversations and, and then he kept saying we, and I was like, so you're married. And he was like, Oh, yeah. <laughs> Oops. Uh, I'm like, well, it's not a big deal, but I mean, you know, just be honest about it. Yeah. But then, you know, we go back and he's like, I don't know. He just, it was just a weird vibe. I just, it was, it was not fun. It was too serious. It was too like, just, it wasn't sexy. It wasn't hot. It was just kind of boring and... Yeah, I was just like, I'm not into that. No. Right. No. And I'm it, like, no, not for me. So that was you the know, oldest us, guy. Not, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think, you know, and we actually had a relationship with a guy um, pretty long term um, on during the pandemic. Mm -hmm. And we actually met up with him three months before the pandemic and um, it was really great. And then during the pandemic, we, I mean, he lived in the same city as us and we talked like every single day and it got really intense, almost to the point where he was having feelings for me mm -hmm. and we had to like cut it because it got really, really intense. And we're still friends with him now. We actually had a, a very long conversation where he kind of admitted that it was, it got really difficult for him. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, we, we're still friends, but we just don't see him anymore, you know, well, because it got, it got complicated. Right. Not on your end, just on his end. No, on his end. Yeah. It's never been complicated on our end. Mm -hmm. No. Yeah, there's. I'm not at the point. I'm. Mean, I'm not unhappy in my relationship, so I don't have any interest in looking outside of what I have. So it's, you know, it's all good for me. Yeah, and Gemma, how do you but, keep so horny at your age? Because you know how many times I'm talking to you know, <laughs> men who are dealing with women who have been through menopause and they're just not horny anymore. You know that tends to like go out the window. I mean, where's this sex drive? Like, how come you have been able to, you know, have it for all this time? Well, I'll tell you, it isn't, my sex drive isn't huge. Okay. And a lot of times it's like, you know, I, 
I have to like make an effort. Mm-hmm. And when, when I do make an effort, it's amazing. I mean, we're not having sex with other guys like twice a week or anything. Right. But, um, I mean, it's hard. It really is. And, and you just have to remember that you are a sexual person and you have to, you have to move through the, oh, I'm not in, I don't feel like it or I'm totally. tired. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's so easy to do. And then once you you move through, it's just like working out, you know, like, oh, I don't feel like working out. But when you do, you have a great, it's a great thing. Yeah, absolutely. So I think that that's what you really have to do at my age is be like, okay, I'm, I'm a sexual being and I'm still really hot, mm-hmm. you know, and like. She, she's still really hot. And you have to like, remember that. Totally. And, and, and also I'm with a man that is not, doesn't pressure me for sex. Mm-hmm. So that makes it really, really nice because, you know, if you're with somebody who, for, you know, wants you to have sex every other night and you're just not feeling it, it makes the relationship terrible. So I have a, I have a great husband, you know, knows that, you know, I'm not, we're not going to like be like we were at the beginning of our relationship, but when we do have sex, it's freaking amazing together or when we bring in somebody else. I mean, our sex life together is still incredible. And I'm sure it improved after you started to live out your fantasies. It did. It did. Mm -hmm. It made it so much more fun, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. because also there's on either side, there's no jealousy between us. There never has been. There never will be. And so once jealousy comes into it, it makes everything different. So as long long as is, you know, you can be you can talk about it and we always communicate about it. We always talk about it when we're done with you know, having a night with somebody else, we talk about it the next day or that night and what was good, what was bad. Then it just makes it, it's just something fun that we do together. Right. And I, I like I've, what I've heard from other couples yeah. is that also after it's over, you know, you go home and they have like the best sex of their life, or maybe it's two days later. I don't know. But you know, those thoughts of what you did and everything adds to, you know, with those other people adds to when you guys are together solo, correct? I don't know. That's what I've heard. from other Oh, people. sure. Because when we're when we go to like, you know, we always like fantasize when it's just the two of us of like, you know, we talk about some of the some of the great guys that we've been with and what they've done. And, you know, how my, my husband will just talk about how he felt and how it was such a turn on and how, I mean, he remembers exactly what these guys did like at every moment. All and right. So like reliving them when it's just the two of us is just great fun to talk about it and, and fantasize about how some of these, some of these, um, nights were you know and bob what are the what are the visuals that you remember that are the biggest turn on for you um i mean there have been a there have been a couple really great experiences like i would say for one like there was a guy that was just incredibly talented with his fingers Mm -hmm. (laughs) right and so um he made my wife have this squirting orgasm which had only happened with us once before very early in our relationship. And it, it surprised both of us. But, um, I mean, this guy was amazing. He was so talented. And, like, uh, yeah, it, I think we were all like, whoa. And, yeah. Yeah, it was incredible. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then just, yeah, and then just, like, guys that are, guys that are, like, 
guys that know what they're doing, if they're in their like late twenties, but they've had experience and they're just where, you know, I will, I will say to them, like, the idea is like you and I are going to be like a team and mm-hmm. we're going to just drive her completely crazy. And right. if we can bounce off of each other and sort of work together, then it's usually much better. So I kind of approach it from that angle, I guess. Mm-hmm. But let me ask you this. Are, are you always going in to these situations with other bi guys? I mean, is it always out there that you're bi? And is it like, oh, if you're down um, to fool around me, that's cool. If not, that's fine. Um. Well, yeah, I mean, it comes up in the conversations with them. Yeah. And then, no, I tell them it's not like if we really like the guy and he's totally straight, I'm, I'm perfectly, I'm totally cool with that. It's, it's definitely secondary, but I also feel like, um, you know, if someone's open to some of those things, that it adds a whole nother layer of like potential just hotness to the experience because yeah. you can just kind of explore all these other zones and do these different things. And, and a lot of times that sort of also impacts the pleasure that, um, that Gemma's getting, you know? Yeah, I was going to ask you, Gemma, like, how did you feel the first time you saw your guy fooling around with another guy? Did you realize, oh, wow, like, this is a big turn on for me? Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was crazy. I was like, wow, this is so hot. <laughs> I think you literally said that. <laughs> and I do think I think I like said it at the moment with <laughs> the two guys like this is so hot. Right. Um, and it's just oral sex and touching. But mm-hmm. yeah, it's super hot. Yeah. Because it's almost like a little forbidden. Yeah. But then I'm like, oh, that's my husband. And, but I don't feel like, I don't feel threatened in any way, but mm-hmm. it's just super sexy. Yeah. So you never yeah. top or bottom <laughs> or go do that. It's just oral sex when it comes down to you and the other guys. Correct, Bob? I mean, yeah, that's true. Um, we, that's kind of like, that's kind of a boundary. I'm just not interested in that. I mean, so much it's like, uh, for me, it's, oral sex and touching another guy or, or both of us sort of being touched or sucked at the same time um, is for me, that's great. It's like, it just adds this kind of other layer of, of to it. Um, So, so yeah. And, and normally most, most guys are like, they're cool with that. Like I haven't had anyone that sort of wanted to like go further than that. Um, Mm -hmm. But yeah, yeah, it's cool. But all that stuff goes down in those initial conversations that you have with them when you're screening them, correct? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, uh, yeah, the, the very first guy that we met, well, the second guy, the, the guy in Paris that we saw two nights, um, the only thing that happened um, the first night at the very end was like, basically, Gemma was done. She's like tapped out. She's like, I'm exhausted. Mm-hmm. And it was like, all right, you guys. I want to watch you guys both come. And so, um, you know, essentially I stroked him off and we both came together. And that's something for me that's like super hot. I love it when the other guy and I can like come together and do it at the same time and kind of like make that happen. And then, you know, whatever, come all over Gemma's body. And it's like, it's pretty amazing. Mm hmm. Now, I know that you guys said you're super, like, you know, you look good for your age. All these young people are hooking up with you. Would you guys be able to send me anonymous pics of yourself for my Patreon? Yeah, yeah sure. sure. Absolutely. Okay, cool. So if people want to see you, I mean, I would, like, what would you guys rate yeah. yourself 1 to 10? 
I feel um, like I, well, I, I mean, know. first I would never rate myself. I always, I just ask, people tell me to ask. You're an eight, Gemma. I mean, I will just say this, that Gemma, um, she's 58. And when she tells people her age, they freak out. They're like, what are you, what drugs are you taking? I mean, she's very, she's very petite and Mm -hmm. she works out like a maniac and she looks easily 12 years or 15 years younger than she is. I probably look more my age, but I'm super in shape too. Like we, yeah, we're really fit. We work out all the time. Yeah, that's great. So, People are going to want to see those yeah. things. And I think that's awesome for women. I think <laughs> it's just very different nowadays. But I still think it's more rare. I think that a, you know a lot of women aren't able to keep it together at 58. But what's great about women like Gemma, because I'm 53, I'm still in really great shape. And so when I think, and I'm always like, when do I throw in the towel? Like, when is it just impossible? But as long as I see women like Gemma or Christy Brinkley, you know, people that are further down the line and they're still, if it's like possible for Gemma, then I'm like, it's possible for me, right? There's no, if you just keep working out, you know, and being healthy, you can still look great and feel great. At that age. Yeah, but mm-hmm. I also think, I mean, feeling great is, it's a hard one because mm-hmm. I have been fit for so long, but at 58, you do start, I mean, and I've never done any cosmetic surgery, nothing, but, you know, you see your skin starting to sag yeah. and it's hard, Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. you know, and you're like, oh, my stomach's not as tight as it used to be. And I'm much more critical as any woman is. Yeah. Of, of my body. Um, we are, we're like the, our worst critic. Um, so I try not to get hung up and caught up in it and I try to embrace it and just kind of breathe and relax and accept that. Yeah, I'm, I'm aging, I'm aging gracefully, but I'm also pretty freaking strong still and <laughs> that's okay. You know, that's all right. Right. For 58. I think you have to add in that, like, you know, your age is a fact like that. You are that old. And like you said, there are things like your skin and certain things that there's nothing you could do about that yet. I think in 30 years, no no one's going to be aging. You know, I mean, I love David Sinclair. He's going (laughs) to fucking change the world. You know, he's that Harvard scientist that's like reversing aging. I don't think anyone's going to be old 30 years from now. We're like the last generation. But, you know, you do what you (laughs) Thank God I'll be dead by then. Yeah, I'm always like for my son, like I don't think he's going to have to age. Or when I talk to younger girls, they'll be like, you look so great for your age. Like, what do you do? I'm like, don't even worry about it. You're not even going to have to think about it. Like, you're not going to be aging. You're going to take a pill. You're something shot. I don't know what it is. I know, it's going to be weird. They're like, oh, you look so great. How old are you? And they're like, I'm 65. (laughs) Yeah. They look like they're 21. (laughs) Yeah, no, but David Sinclair, he said that it's like 30 years away. They're already, he could already change the eyes. He's he's already reversed the eye age. Um, and he said, I was listening to him. I don't know if you know him. I love hearing him on a podcast. He's so super smart. And his whole thing is like reversing aging. And he is, says he's about 30 years from, you know, being able to do it for the whole body. So you could still be alive 30 years from now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so you're not. Her grandmother lived to be. Her grandmother lived to be 106, by the way. Yeah. And he has he has a test that could test your like your inside age. Like you could say you're 58 in years, but you know, if you've been keeping yourself in like really great shape and everything, he has like a a test that he could, they test the blood and it tells you what you are physically, you know, your age, which is not, yes, which does not always correspond to your actual age. 
like you could be your your age that you could test for could be 40 or 37 and yet you're 58 or and also vice versa someone that's 35 that really doesn't take care of themselves could do that test and they're like aging you know their real age their physical age is you know 50 because they're not they're not who is this guy david sinclair you have to look him up i really i love him he's such a brilliant genius he's on a lot of podcasts he's like he did dax shepherds he's done a lot of big podcasts he is like a Harvard scientist. His whole thing is like aging and stuff. He's really mm. interesting to listen to. And he does have this, uh, these, you know, genetic tests. And he, that's what he works on a lot. Um, these tests that you could do, like I said, it's like a 500 bucks oh, cool. to get the whole shebang. But he's, you know, he's working to make all those costs go down too and stuff. But whatever, that's that. So you'll send in pics so people will be able to see you guys. Now, have you ever yeah. done any kind of like, I mean, because I know you don't like the couple thing and you like to be with your husband and a guy. Have you guys, though, ever ventured off into like swingers clubs or parties or any kind of like stuff like oh, that? Oh, yeah. We actually, before we even met our first guy. No, I think it was after. Oh, maybe it was after. We went to two swinger clubs in the city we were living in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and... It was just gross to me. <laughs> no, I just, no offense, no to, the offense that, to the people that, that do this. That, yeah. They were, they were yeah. nice people, but. But it, I was just like, I have no interest in, in going to one of these rooms and having like 60-year-old overweight men standing there watching me have sex. Mm-hmm. I, was, I was horrified at like the people that were there. Right. I was like, no, no. I said to my husband, no, 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 no. This is not for me. Yeah, it just wasn't for me. No. Yeah, I, listen, I think it ha- definitely depends on where you are. I think people who live in bigger cities, like, because I, I have, like, this guy, doctor guy has been on my show before, and him and his girlfriend are all over town banging tons of people, and they have an open relationship, and they go to swinger <laughs> parties that are, it's like all tens, you know, because it's New York City, and, oh. you know, it's, so yeah. I think maybe because you guys are in such a small town, isn't that correct? You said you're like For in a sure. little small, right, that you don't get maybe hotter people. But, I, you know, it's interesting to hear that kind of experience because a lot of times I'm talking to people that, you know, don't say that they love the Swingers Club. But so it's always, you know, that's well, your. I'm telling you, if there were if there were tens, I would have had a much better time. Right. I mean, it's funny. We, we, we that was very early on in our, our experience with this. And I don't we haven't been to one. We actually now split time between two large cities because we have two businesses in both cities. Yeah. And I don't know, maybe, maybe we should go, maybe we should go give it another, like dip yes. our toe in the water there again. You know, who knows? Yeah. You should try it in one of the yeah, bigger cities. Yeah. You should try it in one of the bigger cities. I yeah. think sometimes it really does depend on where you leave, where you live. Cause the demographics of people are going to change. I mean, I, I'm sorry, but I live in New York city and New Jersey is very close to me. That's where I grew up. So when I go to New Jersey and I go to the fairway there, I see very different looking people than I do in New York. I'm sorry. The people in New York are better looking. It's, I don't, you know, I don't know how else to say it than to just say it. I don't know why, what it is. It's just the way that it is. You're just being honest. Yeah. So, you know, I think the guys are actually better looking in New Jersey than in New York, but, um, you know, it's just the way that it goes. And so I think that, you know, so you're, you're going to find different people at those parties that maybe you give it a shot in, you know, one of the bigger cities and maybe it'll be a different experience. Because yeah. for you, it was yeah. the looks of the guys, right? And it wasn't so much being yeah. like, I mean, it wasn't so much the group sex thing, correct? It was more no. the... No, the, oh. and it wasn't me. It wasn't me like 
being an exhibitionist, you know, for, right. you know, meeting people at a club and like having an, you know, some orgy sex and other people just standing around watching. That really wasn't what I was looking for. Right. Okay. So maybe no. it's not even right for you because it's not just, it wasn't just the guys. It was also, you're not really into being an exhibitionist. Cause I think that, 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 yeah. that's probably a big draw for most people because there you are in front of a ton of people yeah, watching. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And some of them are creepy. <laughs> oh yeah. I just didn't want to watch these. I didn't want these creepy guys here like to watch me have sex. I don't know. I was like, this is just, no, 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 no. I mean, it, it might, I don't know. Maybe it sounds strange or maybe it doesn't, but the, the experiences that we have in general and, and the, the really good ones, it feels so normal and it feels just like you're hanging out with someone and, and then we're also going to have like really fun sex. And it's just very, it, there's nothing forced about it. There's nothing. It's almost sometimes really weird how how normal it feels. I don't know if that makes any sense. And comfortable. No, I think we are friends with so many so many guys Mm -hmm. still we're friends with that we've had either well, it's usually that we've had more than one experience with. Um, we just had a, a friend come and we hadn't seen him since before the pandemic. Mm hmm. And he's from America and he came over to Europe on his way to another country and we met up and um, had like an amazing night, kept in contact. He came back over um, two weeks ago and he was coming, coming back to another country. And he's like, look, maybe I'll just swing by and see you guys. And he came by for three nights and it was amazing. Oh, wow. Yeah. Super fun. (laughs) Yeah, no, I think that that's great. I mean, that's what I try to do on my show is just show, people you know that it's not like what you think in your mind because a lot of people that haven't done it would think maybe it is that creepy scenario where these these unattractive people that you're not interested in have you know and but you're here to say that like no for you guys the way you set it up and if you do it correctly you know it wasn't it was just a very comfortable natural quote unquote normal experience it didn't seem like what people I think would think of it even you right Mm -hmm. even me yeah it was just super fun yeah very casual um and it's just sex right just sex you know I mean but you gotta go into it with a relationship where both of you are comfortable and secure in the relationship and there's no jealousy and it's not one person pushing the other one into it you know you have to be on both of you have to be on board and you got to talk about it Mm -hmm. you know or else it can get really really I mean it can get bad and it can ruin a relationship yeah no or it can be really good and it can make the relationship so much better and I mean you guys didn't have issues in your relationship but it has made your relationship better in that you guys have even better sex now even though you were having great sex before I, yeah, I would say hundred. Sure. I would say a hundred percent, and and it just kind of broke down any other barriers or walls that maybe weren't necessarily there in the beginning, but sort of like over time, you know, you like things just get very routine, and yeah. some it's just like so. This just cracked that open, 
And yeah, it's funny. I mean, like I was going to say too, like, I don't, you know, sometimes for me, it's like, uh, there's like this whole world of the lifestyle, which I think is amazing, but I don't know that we really consider ourselves part of that, you know, Mm -hmm. like, and sometimes that to me almost seems so dogmatic and there's like, there's like a whole language for it and it's very specific and there's all these rules and, and it, and like, I mean, I think it's super cool. And I'm like, I think people should explore that in whatever way they want, but for us, it's, I like, we both like a, a, a human connection, even though Gemma is saying that um, it's, uh, it's just sex, which it is. Um, I still feel like there's a personal connection that happens and it's very human and it, it doesn't feel disconnected from normal life. It's not like this separate thing. It, I mean, it is and it's not. I don't know. That makes no sense at all. No, but that's interesting. That's an interesting take because I think people would think it's the opposite. Right. But it's yeah. not. It's not. And it doesn't have to be. No, and what a great way to take, you know, a 26-year-old relationship that maybe has become routine and just really totally change it up. There was a movie called The Lifestyle. I've talked about this many times on my show that I watched when I was younger. And it was all about swingers. And they took like maybe four or five different couples. I forget what it was, but they tracked them through their swinging experience in for a whole year. Some of the couples were doing it for a while. Some of the couples were just starting off. And then, you know, a year later, they showed you what, you know, who was successful at doing it and who weren't. And one of the big takeaways for me was like they said that, uh, you know, it's it you're going to fare a lot better if you're in double digit years. You know, the couples who were together for longer were still doing it and were fine so many years later. I think nowadays it's different because younger people are more open and they go into yeah. things like straight up, like let's not be monogamous and they're just doing it from the get go. And that's a different, but I think that, but it always made sense to me. And I was like, always like, Oh, you know, why not after you're with someone for all that time, if you have all the security, like you seem like what I get from you guys is, you know, why there's no jealousy and never like a thought about that is because you guys after 20 something years, like, you know, that this is the person you're going the distance with. Like you never have to, you're not worried about the stuff that I think other people worry about in beginning of relationships is like, what if like this person leaves me? Like, you know, all that kind of things. If you know that someone is with you totally emotionally and in all those ways and is never leaving you, what does it matter? Having it's sex so with somebody true. Else? Yeah. Right. And like, why not have fun? Yeah, but I think the problem is is that some people don't have that security, but if you have it, why not? Right. I mean, I think I think probably like if if you know, I'm I may we may have been fantasizing about it at this point, but if we were 4 years or 5 years into our relationship, I'm not sure that it would have been as successful as it's been. I have right. to agree. Right. Yeah. Because you don't ha- you wouldn't have that security, like I said, that I get from you. Like when, you know, uh, when Gemma talks, like, you know, even in the beginning and she was like, listen, like no jealousy. I didn't even think twice. Like he's my best friend. You know, you know that you have that foundation is so solid because, you know, you guys have been together through everything. So what, you know, right. you throw that into the mix. You can't, you can't break that bond. No. And I think the older you get, like if you're a jealous person in your 20s, I mean, I was a jealous person when I was in my early 20s. I think a lot of us were. Yeah. The older you get, the more you're just like, you're just not, you know, it Mm -hmm. just Mm -hmm. just doesn't matter. Hopefully, hopefully 
you know, you learn that that's just a really toxic emotion that has more to do, you know, it's just like something you need to work out. I mean, it's not a good thing. Yeah, and I no, think the it older you terrible. get, the more secure you get in yourself. So mm-hmm. that's where jealousy comes from. And, you know, but yeah, we've been having a lot of fun. Yeah, it sounds it. And I give you guys credit. I love that you guys, you know, did everyone's secret fantasy, which is like, oh, life is so terrible. I'm just going to like move to a deserted island or pick up and just fucking go. You know, we all say that, but most people never do it. But I love that you guys were like, fuck the United States. Let's do something totally (laughs) crazy. You just picked up and moved to another country. I mean, I think it's that's like, like I said, I think that's a lot of people's secret fantasy. You guys did it and you're living the life. It's very you know, I, I commend you if for that. Any of your, yeah. If any of your listeners are saying to themselves, God, that's what I would love, do it. Yeah. Because you know what? Every every country, every place you go to, you can always make things work. And right. you can always come back if you need to as well. But mm-hmm. if you live in, in sometimes in the bubble, you'll never know what other amazing things are out there. And it changed our both of our lives tremendously listen i think traveling to a place for two weeks changes you you know when you especially out of the country like really traveling so i can't even imagine moving to another country like you know of course it's going to change you and uh, i think it's amazing that you guys you know we're on the same page where you both were like okay let's do this i mean i think a lot of a lot you know that's hard to line up that way but you know it's true it's true again it's it's a disgusting story but we are best friends and and yeah you're you're lucky you know you're those people you know you're the lucky ones yeah yeah i think there's two kinds of relationships you guys have the good one where it's just like you know it, it all fits yeah but i will tell you that we don't have children and mm-hmm. I think that has made our lives completely um, free and we can yeah. do whatever we want and we, we can be on the same page about being adventurous and just taking risks and just going for it. You know, when you have children, it does make things very much more complicated. You can still do it, but it just adds a little bit more complexity to the issue. So what, what's great about you guys is, you know, what you have right now and what you've always had is exactly right for you. And, uh, you know, you're true to yourselves. And even with that, you're true to each other. And I admire what you've done in your life. Like I said, when I watched that, that uh, lifestyle thing, to me, that was like my goal. If one day I could be in a double digit relationship and not <laughs> be possessive of my partner and let them be with other people and not care and just like have fucking fun, you know, that's yeah. my dream. So you guys are living it. Thank you so much for calling in and uh, telling your story. You. you know, I would just you, say like, I'm just like really quickly to to any listeners that are, yeah. are couples that are that are they maybe they fantasize about stuff like this and they and they think it might be cool but they're afraid to talk to it with their partner or whatever have a conversation outside of the bedroom when you're both in the right frame of mind and 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 in a more like um logical in the daylight you know like hey yes. let's explore this and because that was what really um, um, allowed us to like step through that door um, was mm-hmm. because when you, when you're in the bedroom and you're having sex and you're fantasizing, like it all sounds great, you know, but then yeah. the reality, the reality of it is like, you need to talk about it outside of the bedroom and you need to really be, you need to 
express your feelings and you need to really listen to your partner and 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 that might be a slow process or maybe it's not going to happen but that would be like the number one thing i would say and don't be drinking yeah. <laughs> no, but you know, one of the weirdest thing is I taped another guy um, this morning and he, it's a very different story than yours, but he brought up that exact point. Him and his wife were having all these fantasy talks when they were fooling around, but what he felt was the reason why it never crossed the line and they never got to live it out. Um, was because they never had those conversations outside of the bedroom mm-hmm. and not when they were like horny in the middle of it. Exactly right. what you said. That's the. It was the first time I heard it from him and it's the second <laughs> time I heard it from you guys all on the same day. So thanks for wow. bringing that up because I think yeah. that that is an important uh, tip for people. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I would say also, if, I, if you wanted to do a couple tips, I would say um, don't drink too much because one of the bad experiences we had, I got like, I drank too much and it just, just yeah. was not good. And um, I would say to single guys out there that want an experience like this, um, don't send a dick pic. Don't ask right away. Do you want to do DP? Yes. Uh, yeah. Don't put like five long distance photos of yourself with all your buddies and sunglasses. Like, you know, like take it a little bit seriously and, and then, you know, you might get that experience. Yeah, which a lot of guys probably really want. So I think you know. you're giving them really great advice. And thanks for, you know, bringing up these tips because I was going to hang up and end the call before them. But I think that they're por- important and people want to know that information. So thank yeah. you so much for calling in. I thank loved you. having the both of you on. Sometimes it's hard to have two people talking at the same time, you know. Uh, it's going to be a great episode. Stay tuned. It'll be out in the next like two weeks for sure. I'm doing two episodes now. So, you know, it's easier for me to get things out instead. I still have people I taped last year that are not out, but, um, send me those pics for my Patreon. People want to check you guys out. They're going to see it on Patreon. Make sure they're anonymous, nothing pornographic, but you know, sexy stuff if you want. Um, and thank you again for calling and I love your guys story. Thank you. Bye. Hey everyone, thanks so much for tuning in to this week's episode. If you want to follow the show, follow me at Strict Anonymous on Instagram or Twitter. That's at Strict Anonymous. If you are on YouTube, make sure to subscribe. I love YouTube as a platform for my show because people comment there and I try to reply back to every single person who posts a comment. So even if you're not listening on YouTube and you want to talk about the show, go to my YouTube channel, subscribe, like, and share my videos. It's Strictly Anonymous Podcast. If you want to sign up for my Patreon, on my Patreon, you are not only supporting my show, but you will get these episodes early, ad-free, and you get to see anonymous pics of my guests. Most of the girls send in anonymous pics and some of the guys send in anonymous pics. So if you want to see anonymous pics of my guests as well as support my show and get these episodes early and ad-free, sign up for my Patreon, patreon.com slash strictly anonymous podcast. That's patreon.com slash strictly anonymous podcast. The link is also in the description below. Thanks so much for listening. Do you have a story, lifestyle, or situation you can't talk about to anyone, to anyone? Or do you just want to let your freak flag fly and be on the show? Well, Strictly Anonymous wants to hear from you. Send us an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com with your story and your anonymous name. And remember, everything is Strictly Anonymous.